0: Welcome to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries, a Christ-centered conversation that will encourage and inspire you to live a better life. Now let's join Galen Jones of James Group Ministries.
1: Welcome to Hacks for Life. I'm glad you're with us. I'm here with my good friend, Scott Rahi, and we're talking about Apologetics, and today we're going to be discussing the fact that, uh, or the idea concept that God can be known. Uh, So, Scott, if you will get us started and let's see where this takes us.
0: Yep. So, the idea of God being known, you know, as we enter this subject, you know, one step at a time, a little bit more and more, and get a little bit more depth, um, in my experience, one of the things that I've encountered. You know, we talked before about the idea of, you know, having a common definition whenever you're talking to other people. And sometimes we just wonder ourselves, what is, you know, the answer to this question? Maybe we're not even in dialogue with anybody. But I have found that when I've begin, that I've entered conversations with people, a lot of times they will come at, come back and ask me sort of fundamental questions about God. Some of them will say God can't be can't be known at all. Some will say, "Well, define God how you define it," because there are if you ask a lot of different people around the world, their definition of God might be different. So I think it's smart for us to spend a few minutes to explain a little bit from the Christian perspective what we mean by the the word God, and you know, sort of put put some meat on on the yeah. bones around that.
1: Yeah, because I was going to ask you, what is there, you know, a variety of meanings. For God, yeah, um, yeah, there so, are. And well, yeah. yeah,
0: we'll talk about that briefly, yeah. just not in great depth, but just you know, highlight it. Okay. Um, so to begin with, I want to you I want to talk about the word theology for a second. Sometimes people hear that and they're like, "Oh, great! I'm going to disconnect. I'm not interested in theology. That's for you know stuffy people and you know, with with libraries and you know that's their profession." But theology just means the study of God. And everybody, in a sense, is a theologian. Either they're a very serious professional theologian or they're just somebody that thinks about it every once in a while. Anybody that gives any thought to who God is at some level is a theologian. And okay. so um, when we say theology, that's all it means. It's not a loaded term. It's not a difficult term. It's just are you thinking about God? Are you studying God? And I think it's important. You know, Some people say, well, should we even do that? There's a lot of people that are just very, um, I feel it. I believe it. I'm not giving any more thought to it. But let me give you a quote um, just at the outset here. There's a, a preacher, a very famous preacher in the 1800s named Charles Spurgeon. And in one of his sermons, he said the following. He said, It has been said by someone that the proper study of mankind is man. I will not oppose the idea, but I believe it is equally true that the proper study of God's elect is God. The proper study of a Christian is the Godhead. The highest science, the loftiest speculation, the mightiest philosophy which can ever engage the attention of a child of God is the name, the nature, the person, the work, the doings, and the existence of the great God whom he calls his Father. and. I think that's a good framework to set that in. I mean, there can be no more important question that we can ever ask. Whether we believe in God or not, it's still probably the most important question we can ever ask because it it has eternal implications. And we want to make sure that the God that we believe in is the God that exists. We don't want to believe in someone that... You know, it doesn't exist in reality. Remember we talked about that whole correspondence theory of truth. We want mm-hmm. to know what's true, and we want to believe it and, and sort of live our lives that way. And this is what this is about, is to make sure that, you know, we, we uh, kind of follow our, our own example. You know, this is true. So what do we mean by God? You asked the question about different views about God. And there are several different worldviews. If you look around the world, this, this is – most people have heard about these things – Um, but one of them is pantheism, and I'll just give you a quick definition of all these. If you you want to talk any more about them, we can. The first one is, um, at its most general, pantheism may be understood as the view that God is identical with the cosmos, the view that there exists nothing which is outside of God, or else negatively as the rejection of any view that considers God as distinct from the universe. So God is the universe. The universe is god that's that's pantheism and there's a lot of pantheists out there in this way around the world
1: so does that mean when you say universe are you are you talking about the creation that we see trees
0: yeah. critters Every, everything that exists everything that exists everything that exists the, everything cosmos, that the universe exists. everything that exists is identical with god okay and there are a lot of people that are okay with that and yeah, yeah, i believe in god god is everything that exists well I don't know whether that's true at this point, but it's not my view. The next one is actually a little different than that. It's called panentheism. So panentheism. There's there's an extra E-N in there. Now, the
1: first one was pantheism. Pantheism,
0: Mm -hmm. and then panentheism. Okay. Panentheism considers God and the world to be interrelated with the world being in God and God being in the world. So if I pick up a rock, God is in the rock. He's not identical with the rock, but he's in the rock. And simultaneously, the rock is in God. So it's it's a bit of a different perspective. But you'll hear people that say, "I'm not a pantheist, but I'm a panentheist." So you pick up a leaf, you pick up this microphone here, the computer that I'm looking at. God is in all of these things, and all of these things collectively exist inside of God. So there's this interrelationship between the two. Hmm. I don't hear it. I don't hear that as often, but I do hear it. Um, the next one is polytheism. Polytheism is the belief in or worship of multiple gods and a really good example of that would be like the greek gods you know zeus oh, okay. and apollo and you know you've got this, you got this whole sort of list of gods and you believe that there's a lot of gods out there and so that would be polytheism um, and it it's very prominent you'll see it in um, in countries like india there's a lot of polytheism there there's just millions of gods that they will worship in the in the, and interestingly enough you can tell them jesus is god and that he exists, and they're perfectly happy to do it. They'll just add it on to their millions of gods. They won't replace. They'll just add. So, you know, they're polytheists. And then the last one is monotheism, which is traditionally what Christians are. Um, theists believe that reality's ultimate principle is God, an omnipotent, omniscient goodness that is the creative ground of everything other than itself uh monotheism is the belief that there is only one such god so we don't believe in multiple gods we don't believe god is the universe or god is in the universe we believe god created the universe and we believe that god is is one so that would be as a christian that would we're a monotheistic um, faith does that make sense yeah yeah um that's
1: kind of a hard concept though, the others that you were talking about yeah. when God being in a rock or yeah. um you know part of the essence of him inside the creation that's um that's kind of hard at least for me I'll I'll reflect on it, so it's kind of hard for me to get my head around yeah, but
0: Yeah it's a little bit more of a theory it's it's you know you're right it's a little bit more cerebral let me give you a couple of extra definitions that are kind of more Succinct, you know, smaller, quicker to to you know to hear, and maybe it helps put some meat around that. If you look on, in the Merriam-Webster dictionary, the definition of God is the supreme or ultimate reality. It's a pretty simple little definition, and then but the one that I like there's a there was a Benedictine monk uh, in the 11th century named Saint Saint Anselm, and he gave a definition that says God is a being than which no greater can be conceived it's a little mm, okay. you know yeah. so in other words what's god he's the he's the being that you can't conceive anything greater so you, you know you I've actually been in conversations where people will say who made god
1: yeah i was just that and is exactly where i was it's going. not a,
0: it's not a good question because they're assuming that god is made he's created so whatever created this being that they're asking about that would be god you know god by definition is the greatest conceivable being and a god that's created is not the greatest conceivable being, so that wouldn't be God. So that I think it's a very useful definition, and I've, that's the one that sticks with me: is God is a being than which no no greater can be conceived. So yeah. the ultimate ground of reality, effectively.
1: You know, and just in um, having con- conversations with uh, you know young people, um, we're talking high school and below, mm-hmm. uh, even some. Uh, my grandkids, for example, uh, oldest ones—I uh, should know this, shouldn't I? Thirteen. Um, you know that question does come up. Well, who, cre- if, if 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 there's a God, who created God? I mean, that's just that's just kind of an automatic yeah. for you know uh, yeah. young brains.
0: The thing that's interesting. I mean, you know, just as a as an aside. Richard Dawkins wrote a book called The God Delusion mm-hmm. and it's the one that really got the train going for this group called The New Atheist. There's so many people that have read it and a lot of people have lost their faith. They've, they've sort of embraced this idea of atheism because of it. And in that book Richard Dawkins says the central argument for his whole book the thing that he thinks is the absolute killer for anybody that believes in God is that exact question. If God created everything then who created God? Yeah. But the thing that he misses and the thing that all people miss is um, not all people, but people that question like this. They miss the idea that we don't believe in a created being. God doesn't. God uh, isn't created, and there is. You have to get into concepts like logical necessity. Like, imagine. Let Let me get there in a second because it can be very. It can be a challenging thing to understand, and I don't want to jump into it too quickly. But let's talk. We'll get there very quickly by discussing the attributes of God. I have a cousin who calls himself an agnostic. I'd never heard of the term before until he said that, and I looked it up, and it's the idea that you can't know anything about God, anything, and that's what's you know ignorant, agnostic. Mm-hmm. He just kind of fits those together, and you. So that's know. actually a word. It is actually a word. I thought he was making it up. I'd never heard it before. Okay. And whenever he said that, um, so you can't know anything. It's uh, God is utterly unknowable. And remember, when we talked about this roadrunner principle, God is utterly unknowable. Well, is the fact that God is utterly unknowable, do you know that? Okay, well, then you know something about God. So he's not utterly unknowable. There's at least something you know about him. You know that's the fact that he's unknowable. So it kind of begins to break that idea apart all, you know, immediately. But, um so I think there are certain attributes of God that we can know, and it's tied to this idea that God is the greatest conceivable being. What is the greatest conceivable being? And there is evidence for God that we'll talk about throughout this series in the universe that we can look at in you know science at different places, and we can see the footprint of God. And in that footprint, we can learn certain things about God's characteristics. And the first one is this idea of necessity. Um the term is that you hear sometimes is divine aseity, and God exists necessarily in other words, God can't not exist it's impossible that God not exist so god's God's existence is logically necessary is how people will say that and if you think about i'm going to try and sort of slow this down a little bit because it's kind of a hard concept if you think about dominoes, you know whenever you get you see on like YouTube videos, people will lay out thousands and thousands of dominoes in these patterns, right? Um, And then you have to hit the first domino and all the other dominoes start falling down in these patterns. The thing about God's existence is there has to be something that exists necessarily. Everything can't be created. Something had to exist necessarily at the beginning to get everything else started, and the reason and the principle for that and we'll talk about this in the future is everything that begins to exist has a cause so unless something already existed then this next thing can't exist right mm-hmm. and to, i guess to make a simple example that first domino can't cause the second domino to fall unless something causes that first domino to fall now you could go backwards infinitely you could say here's i've got a list of infinite dominoes going back infinitely but the problem is you'd never you'd never get to the very first domino and so you could never tip over the first domino to start the other dominoes falling so you have to have a starting point and that starting point has to be uncreated it has to be an absolute starting point point. and even atheists that are you know kind of uh, schol- uh academics and scientists that are atheists that are that are sort of aware of this concept they, they'll recognize this they'll say yes of course there has to be something absolute Something that's an absolute starting point, and you can't go you know, before that. That thing wasn't created. They don't believe it's God. They will believe. Used to be, they would all believe that it was the universe itself. Um, Bertrand Russell is a very famous um, philosopher and an atheist. Um, he's been dead for quite a while, but he said at one point, "The universe just exists, and that's all." And that's that's how the that's how the Scientific community used to have it. Say, well, this, the universe just exists. It's a it's a uh, brute fact. It, there's nothing that created it. It's always been there. Now we know that's not true. Today we know that's not true. We as Christians we always knew that's not true. Science now shows us that it's not true. But something has to exist absolutely without being created. Am, is that making sense? Yeah,
1: I, I'm I'm just you know thinking about that. That's um, although that is something that I'm sure people think about, yeah. um, but it's kind of a hard concept. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't automatically go and argue that, hey, um, something had to exist to start with, but I, I like the domino thing.
0: Yeah, um, some, some but something has to be there to tip over the first domino, and this isn't new. If you go back to the book uh, Metaphysics that Aristotle wrote, you know, Aristotle was around thousands and thousands of years ago. Here's what he said. Now, it's a, you know, it's his, the way he would say it. He said, Some indeed demand that we have the law approved, but this is because they lack education. For it shows lack of education not to know of what we should require proof and of what we should not. For it is quite impossible that everything should have a proof. The process would go on to infinity so there would be no proof. And what he means by that is we would have infinite dominoes going back. And until that very first domino gets tipped over, you can't tip the next one over and the next one. But if it's an infinite r- row of dominoes, you never get to that very, very first domino. Mm-hmm. And so you have to have that very first domino and you have to have the thing that starts the whole process moving. The rest of us exist, You know, there, there's two types of existence. There's necessary existence and there's contingent existence. The contingent existence, that's everything else. We don't have to exist and we came into being and we, we were caused to exist. Everything else was caused to exist, except this necessary first thing. And God, we we believe that's, God is that's what we call
1: God. No, yeah, this we believe God
0: thing. is the necessary and uncreated first cause of everything else. And these, like I say, these atheist academics will say, "No, it's the universe, or it's matter, or it's something, but it's not God." But they'll all usually they'll they'll agree there has to have been a starting point. Some of them will say it's the multiverse. Um, And that sort of thing. So it's a little bit of a hard concept, but I thought it was important to, you know, to take a minute to sort of uh, to sort of talk through it. Um,
1: Those are the kind of things that sometimes they're brought up casually. Yeah. um, Or just the idea, maybe not using the same terminology. um, And. Those that are believers, uh, like myself, can get stumped right off the bat because you're. I mean, I. That's just not something that I. Yeah. Think about a lot. So therefore, yeah. if when it comes up, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going like, wow! I've never heard about that yeah. before. Yeah.
0: People will ask if God created everything. Who created God? And that that stumps people, quite quite often. So, um, this is going to take a little bit longer to talk through. Um. As we go through these attributes, I think these attributes are worth discussing and, you know, in giving them time and depth and, and treating them with a bit of respect. So um, why don't let's let's pause there. Let's sort of table this right right there. Okay. And let's move on to we want to talk about God's omnipotence. Okay, God's uh, you know the fact that He's omniscient, the fact that He's omnipresent, all these other attributes, these omni attributes that mm-hmm. you hear about God. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Let's 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 continue this in another podcast, the next one in the series, and this will, this will just kind of be part two, and we'll see how we'll see when we can get through the rest of this in part two. Um, but like I say, this is a very this is a topic you don't want to rush over. There's yeah. nothing more significant than than God and studying and knowing God, and I think you know it's it's worth spending the time on.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think you know some of these things. As we continue this in the in our next conversation, maybe it'll give our listeners some opportunity to kind of try to get their head around it Mm -hmm. because it is kind of a a something that we just don't think about every day. That's right. You know, those of us that are believers, we just go, "Oh yeah, God." Yeah. Um, Yeah. And we may not be challenged by that, but I I, you do think as as our uh, world progresses, that question about God and who is God. Uh, is significant yeah. and I, th- I think we as as believers at least need to have thought through it yeah. you know we may not we may not become as you are and read intensively uh, about the topic but at least where we go oh okay
0: you're saying you'll have a social life yeah I'll be <laughs> and I'll be busy reading that's, that's Perfect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I look forward to, to the uh, next conversation, and uh, we'll pick up with the attributes of God.
0: You've been listening to Hacks for Life with Galen Jones of James Group Ministries. The James Group is a nonprofit, Christ-centered organization that seeks to serve the community by offering skilled, caring support. For anyone in need. For help, call 972-243-4673. That's 972-243-4673. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for another Hacks for Life with Galen Jones.